everybody to Weiss Camera Action. I should have given a countdown, but I don't care. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Weiss, alongside the Duchess of Dunwoody, the Sage of Sandy Springs, Erica J. Lavender. Good morning. Oh, sticking with it. Uh, and joining us once again is the Belle of the Bard, Maya E. Lavender. Hey. How y'all doing? I'm doing so good. I just got so many Super Bowl snacks. Oh, oh yeah. Good. I didn't know that the Super Bowl was happening this weekend until yesterday. Yeah, we're going we're going to your family's house for it. And I said that I was gonna bring a lot of dips. And so I'm making guac. I'm making cannoli dip. Ooh. Um, and then I just bought cheese dip and salsa. Nice. So, oh, and I got French onion dip. Oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. That sounds fun. Our father threatened us with buying 50 chicken McNuggets for the whole dinner. (gasps) Yes. As he did that one year. And he said, said, one one wrong move and I'll do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Mess up this next delivery and I'm going to buy you 50 nuggets. (laughs) But... Yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think we're we're probably gonna go sometime early evening and just hang out because I think the Super Bowl starts at like six thirty. Is it Sunday like today? That. Today's yeah. Saturday. Oh, oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we got we got more weekend ahead. As as the theme song to Orange Is the New Black says, "You got time." <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah, it does I, over and over and over again. Actually. In college, I, I dated a girl that was obsessed with Orange is the New Black, and that's the only time I ever watched it. I saw, like, three episodes. So you know. You know how the theme song goes. Oh, I, I know it. <laughs> this was, like, five years ago. <laughs> Backwards and forwards. Uh, but this is not jail cast. This, of course, <laughs> is Weiss Camera Action, the show where each and every week on your favorite podcast service, Erica... And I, and, you know, lately Maya, but (laughs) depends on if she wants to be on the next one or not. Um, We review movies. That's what we do. I I got lost in the sauce. Uh, (laughs) If you like that and you want to be a part of our show, go to the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Weisscast, where $1 a month grants you the ability to ask questions that you want to be aired on the podcast. Or you can write your Darmok Reviews. Which I haven't done for this episode yet, but golly gee, I will. There'll be a task for you during the fun facts segment. Fun facts. Um, we ha- we still haven't had anyone write in, but uh, I still have faith that someone will one day. Um, do do do. Boo! I checked the email. Blah blah blah. Also, one dollar gets you uh, mentioned in the credits as well as a shout out during the show. Big thank you to our producers, Chrono Slinger and Pepe Danger. If you don't have any change to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every week. I'm just going to say week because it hasn't been posted on Fridays lately on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping. This is our second to last episode of Twilight. Really sad. It's been a lot of fun. Um, But next is the Dark Knight trilogy. And who knows what's after that? I mean, we we have a whole thing slated but we don't know exactly what's after that but we're really excited about it tally erica's roommate will be on the podcast um and she's really excited Uh, get hyped um tally thinks of herself as a big dark knight fan mm -hmm. she really just has a crush on heath ledger and here's the thing that's so valid (laughs) she's a really big fan but also she's never seen the first one she's never seen batman begins so Interesting. He's a fake fan. Um, but that's going to be starting the week after next. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be first impressions. All right, Loka. Impress me. Okay. Um, my first impression of this movie was that my bed was so warm <laughs> and the overhead lights in my room were off. And the sun was setting, and I had the volume turned down kind of low, and I <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> and it was such a good nap. And it was maybe the best nap I've ever taken. 
Um, Whoa. She's had some good naps in her day, so that's no no small claim. Uh, the, the, I don't know, first hour of the movie that I caught was great. Uh, their wedding, great. Uh, all of it, great. My nap, even better. Can I say for the listeners at home that uh, me, Maya, and Aaron talk in a group chat while we watch these movies, or at least we have been recently. And after a while, Aaron and I were like, why is Maya not replying anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very, maybe five minutes till the movie ended, we had a text, oh my gosh, I just fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that you, you fell asleep for that part of it, because that's like the weird, like kind of like weird gross things happen during that part like i can understand falling apart falling apart <laughs> falling asleep in the first part of the movie because that yeah that's decidedly more boring than the second half like yeah, it's still good but it's like the second half is it's... like an intense like grody medical thriller yeah mm-hmm. um, the first half of the movie, most people go through, like, you know, getting married and, like, getting ready and, like, becoming, like, family and, like, bringing the families together. I, I don't know. I feel like that's, like, a... Mm-hmm. You see that in a lot of movies. What you don't see in a lot of movies is um, vampire pregnancy. So... Sure don't. <laughs> this might be one of the few movies that has that. It might be. Like, maybe the only one? I, I won't say it's the only one. That might be a hard thing to say. Might be... But yeah, uh, I enjoyed this movie. I liked the medical thriller half, personally. I mean, the the wedding stuff was iconic, don't get me wrong. But that's like the first quarter of the movie. And then the next quarter of the movie was like the honeymoon. And it was just like kind of awkward. Yeah. Not even like the fact that it was like some... (laughs) It was like someone filming their own honeymoon. Like, yes, right. that's awkward in and of itself. But Bella and Bella is just an awkward person herself. And I think if it was like anyone but Bella, it wouldn't have been that <laughs> awkward. If if it was Anna Kendrick, it would have been so fun. <laughs> <laughs> she's only eighteen, and she's that's getting married. There's so no way she's not pregnant. There's no way she's not pregnant. Oh yeah, that is really weird to think about her being like supposedly 18 mm-hmm. like she does not look like an 18 year old in that movie. right like they were supposed to have just graduated high school and they got married they like, really also edward is supposed to be immortally 17 whenever i look at him in this movie and try to picture him as a 17 year old it just doesn't work yeah. yeah robert pattinson looks like early 20s the whole time in twilight yeah i feel I like they the really have to but in the next ones he can't Teenagehood. Is that a real word? Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's, yeah. Um, I yeah. never gave my um, first impression. Oh, yeah. Give, give us it. This is the best movie I've ever seen. I'm done. Folks, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, we're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> With Erica's eyes. No! <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's such a good movie. I still actually don't like it as much as Twilight, like the first movie, but this is, like, just underneath. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Erica, hit us with some fun facts. I'd be delighted. Fun fact number one. This one made me giggle. Robert Pattinson took a boat driving lesson so he would be able to drive the boat in the honeymoon scenes. Despite taking lessons, he crashed the boat both during the lessons and while filming in Brazil. That's so funny, especially because there's never I don't think there I don't think there's any up close shots of Edward driving the boat. Right. Like, there was no need for him to drive the boat on set. Right. Pretty funny stuff. That is that has really the just, same energy it just as makes... him refusing to have a dialect coach. Yeah, I was gonna say like it just I just know he did it on purpose. There's no way he accidentally crashed the boat. I just know he did it on it's purpose. It's also like what did he crash it into? Right, it's open water. Like he it's so funny. Anyway, fun fact number two. 
It took three hours to apply all the necessary makeup effects to Kristen Stewart to create Bella's emaciated physical appearance. Effects that couldn't be achieved with makeup were digitally, were created digitally post-production. I believe that. I believe it too. She looks so scary in this movie. Yeah. They do a great job, honestly. Um... Okay, fun fact number three. When Jacob first enters the Cullen house to see Bella, she's wrapped in a quilt. This is the same quilt Bella's mother, Renee, gave her in the previous film, which I've never noticed. I did catch that as I was drifting off to sleep. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never noticed that, so I'm already excited to watch this movie again for probably the 50th time in my life, so I can can get a close-up of it. And our final fun fact of the segment. During their vows and first kiss as husband and wife, the song Flightless Bird, American Mouth by Iron and Wine plays. This is the same song they danced to at prom at the end of the first Twilight installment when Bella first tries to convince Edward to turn her so they can be together forever. And that's something I did notice. Yeah. And it's a real tearjerker if you ask me. So. Also, if you ask me, they had such a long first kiss, and then I think at one point they panned to the, like, behind them, and, like, mm-hmm. no one's there anymore, and then yeah. they pan back, and then people are there again, and it was, like, kind of spooky, because it, it happens right after Bella's nightmare that they kill everyone at their wedding, Right. Um, and I was, like, did not care for that imagery. Oh, well, to me, the nightmare had been over. It was different enough because it just looked different, so I didn't really care. I thought it was a sweet, sweet first kiss because it's just like, ah, it's just the two of them in the moment, you know? Yeah. And it felt so much longer than it probably was because I feel like Bella can't kiss Edward Has in front no of all this concept she, of time. She, she's so embarrassed. So, anyway, I think of it more sweetly than you do, I suppose. Yeah. Those were so fun. Did you have fun with them? Mm-hmm. How's your Darmok review? Done. Nice. Um, let's get to the summary. Written by someone on fandom.com. Our nice. favorite website. Our favorite. The movie opens at the Black House, where Jacob Black storms out, phases, and run towards the forest. His father, Billy, tries to stop him, to no avail. After Jacob is gone, Billy picks up a note on the ground and realizes it's an invitation to Bella Swan and Edward Cullen's wedding. Charlie Swan, Renee, and Phil Dwyer receive invitations as well. At the Cullen house, Bella is trying on her bridal shoes at Alice Cullen's insistence. While the rest of the Cullens are setting up the scenery, back at home, Bella packs up all of her stuff and reminisces about Jacob's dream catcher, which is still hanging on her bed. Edward appears and tells her about the time when he went off on his own and fed on humans who are almost as monstrous as he thought he was before finally returning to Carvile and Esme. What? He used to hunt humans that were murderers. Oh. So back when he was still drinking human blood, he would make sure to only seek out murderers. Because he figured it was, you know... Justice. That makes sense. Bella talks him out of thinking of himself that way. Then, just then, Emmett Cullen and Jasper Hale arrive and demand that Edward follow them to his bachelor party. Demand it. That that makes it. They're like, dude, come on. <laughs> it's not like demanding. Edward. And it's such a funny scene. It is. Uh-huh. Whoosh, and they're up in the window. Come on, Edward. <laughs> and then he, she goes, you should go before they knock my house down. And then he leaves, and they're just, like, standing in her front yard, like, <laughs> elbowing <laughs> each other, just being bros. And then they sprint off into the woods. <laughs> they go, <laughs> whoosh. I like this, this, so far, this makes it sound so much more dramatic than the movie is at this point. Oh, yeah, point. there's been no drama so far. Um, Which is hunting mountain lions and bears. <laughs> Bella goes to bed and dreams about the Volturi and all of her human friends and family being dead, with Edward and herself stained in blood. The next day, Alice and Rosalie Hale prepare Bella for the wedding, while Renee and Charlie give her 
an old silver hair clip with sapphires, which had belonged to Bella's grandmother. Bella grows increasingly nervous as she walks down the aisle until she sees Edward and all of her worries disappear instantaneously. The wedding is a success and Bella and Edward are married. During the reception, Bella is greeted by the Denali coven, but Irina becomes upset with the Cullens for inviting one of the wolves, Seth Clearwater, since they killed her lover, Laurent. Oh, I didn't know that. Cough time. Um, Jacob arrives and dances with Bella, but he gets angry when Bella tells him that she and Edward plan on making love while she is still human, which he perceives as <laughs> he dangerous. Says, Please tell me you can't be this stupid. <laughs> he gets so mad he so really quick. Does. The other will stop him because he can make the situation worse. Edward takes Bella to. Isle Esme. Isle Esme to present Esme. What? A present from Esme. A present to <laughs> Esme from Carlisle for their honeymoon. I didn't know. Okay, that. so they just were that horribly. Basically, Isle Esme is an island that Carlisle bought for Esme, but they're letting Bella and Edward use it for their honeymoon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. The next morning, Edward is distraught. Because he has involuntarily hurt Bella, though she disagrees. They spend the next week exploring the islands and enjoying their honeymoon without without making love. Um, but they did once. But they did once. But Bella continues to attempt persuading him. One night, she has a dream and wants it to be real, so, she badly, so badly that she pleads with Edward and he gives in. Beckett, le push. <laughs> Jacob is resentful of Edward and expects Bella to be dead by the time they return and is anticipating the moment when he kills him. Bella realizes that she is pregnant when she sees her unused tampons and feels something <laughs> move inside her. I hate that scene so much. It's so when bad. When she's like, oh my god, I'm... Also, first and foremost, I, it should be said, when I saw this movie when I was like 11... The outfit that she's wearing here, I was like, Kristen Stewart could not be cuter. The little white long sleeve shirt, the gray shorts, the blue bikini top underneath. I was like, chef's kiss. <laughs> the prettiest woman on the planet. But then she's like, oh my god, my period's late. What, what am I going to do? And then she looks in the mirror. And I don't know if it's just supposed to be her, like, just, like, contemplating the thought of having a, a fetus in her stomach. Or if she, if we're supposed to believe that there's a bump forming, but right. her stomach's flat. It's like the her, flattest stomach of it all is, time. It is, <laughs> it is like it is a, it is so flat. And what, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like she's looking in the mirror, like I know this is impossible. Like she's just looking at her stomach, like I know that's impossible. But. No, you're right. It's the flattest stomach this world has ever seen. It's anyway, wild. Edward takes her back to Forks for Carlisle to remove the baby. Unwilling to give up the baby, she calls Rosalie for help. Two weeks later, Jacob visits the Cullens and finds Bella pregnant at an unnatural rate. Despite everyone else's warnings, Bella is determined to give birth and Rosalie is on her side. When the pack hear about this, Sam... Uli decides to kill Bella and prevent the baby from becoming a threat to the locals. Jacob, however, disagrees and embraces his rightful power as Alpha to separate himself from the pack. It doesn't take long before Seth and Leah Clearwater join him. Since the Cullens have been warned, Sam decides to surround the area and wait for the opportunity to strike. The Cullens hide inside their house for the time, for the time being as they starve. Bella's condition worsens throughout the days as her body rejects any kind of food. Eventually, Jacob makes a comment that inspires Edward to let Bella try drinking human blood to satisfy the baby. <laughs> she begins to feel better immediately. Can we talk about that scene? We have to talk about that scene. <laughs> and the little styrofoam cup with the straw. Which is, it's so perfect. It's like, it's disgusting, and it's hilarious. vile. No, visually, it's perfect, though. Like, if she had to, like, just take a little sip out of, like, the glass cup or whatever, 
like it wouldn't be as visual as visually jarring to me i feel like because you can't see what's in the styrofoam cup because it's like white and pretty opaque and then when she starts drinking it up through the straw and you can slowly see it like it's so nasty and so vile and when she smiles and she says it's good and her teeth are red it's, it's like the good. craziest most disgusting <laughs> <laughs> she says it exactly like that it's good <laughs> It's yeah. good. <laughs> I just love that the director's choice on putting it in a to-go cup. I it's love it. So I love funny. it. I love it. I love it. I also love again being in that movie theater, age eleven, our cousin yeah. just shouting, "That is chocolate syrup." <laughs> she did do that, didn't she? That's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, she really. Did. Honestly, we that's one of my favorite ways. cousin memories. What? We cope in our own ways. We do. We do. <laughs> Bless her. It yeah, it, it's it's simultaneously disgusting but also funny and like if if I had let's just say I like walked out of the room at that scene and come back and she was like drinking out of a styrofoam cup I'm like oh she got a smoothie good for her like they figured out that she's needs like she got a green juice (laughs) to boost her ire (laughs) she got got some like Arden's Garden or whatever and she's like boosting she's she's on a liquid diet because you know well she is on a liquid diet but uh yeah I I probably would have just thought it was like a smoothie or something yeah but because I had sat through that whole scene knowing that it's O negative blood Mm -hmm. So, oh my god! But also, this it's is so another... great how you, you say your thing. I was gonna say this thing. is another example where you could take the exact screenplay of all of the Twilight movies and just re-edit it and like like reshoot the performances to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you totally could because that's that's such a funny gag. It's good. It's good. It's. I... Good. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say another thing I love about that scene is that all of the vampires, like all the Cullens, are so thirsty because the wolves are surrounding their house. They can't leave to hunt. So they haven't had any blood from like going hunting in like mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks. And they're like, Carlisle, like we need to go get blood. He's like, no, we have to stay in the house, whatever. And then them watching Bella get to drink blood. They're so mad. They're all like, let's get out of here. Like, Jasper's about to lose his mind. Alice is like, Jasper, honey, we have to go. Emmett leaves the room looking like he's ready to tackle someone. I also just, like, love that aspect of, like, I don't know, the tension because all the vampires are so thirsty. She's drinking human blood also. Yeah, she's drinking blood that's meant for her in case she bleeds out during giving birth. So it's like they couldn't drink it anyways. Because it would ruin their vegetarianism. Right. Right. One of the first things Aaron said when this thing was happening was, and she couldn't just get a transfusion. Like, he was just immediately like, was this really the best course of action? <laughs> I still feel that way. I feel like, or it's, it's mostly because Carlisle says it's the quickest way to get it in her. And I'm like... It's not, but okay. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. But... And all, Carlisle went to med school in the 1800s, so it, is he? Right. <laughs> is he really a doctor? His certification has certainly expired. I wonder if he, like, kept up with the times. Like, every time some kind of new medical thing was discovered, he was like... <laughs> Someone comes in and he treats them with, like, leeches and cocaine, and they're like, uh... <laughs> I mean, I Doctor Cullen. Okay. <laughs> I like to think he just started life as a barber because, like, back in the 1800s, barbers were doctors for some reason. Um, <laughs> and so, like, he just started life as a barber, and then was like, "Huh, leeches, huh?" And then just kind of grew from there. Leeches, huh? That's funny. He just gives people Coca Cola because he still thinks it's medicine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Bless it. Oh, Carlisle, you're such a 22 year old. <laughs> Um, when Edward hears the baby's thoughts for the first time and learns that it has goodness and loves her parents, his hatred for the baby disappears immediately. Jacob helps Esme, Carlisle, and Emmett escape to hunt by feigning agreement 
to distract Embry, Paul, Quill, and Jared. I don't know why. They, I just read their first names. I don't know why they put all of their, their all, full names. Yeah. But, however, they are discovered by the two remaining wolves, Brady and Colin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. This is completely unrelated, but Colin and Brady were a set of twins that went to school when I was in school, and they were literally insane. Um, like out of control wow that just (laughs) maybe stephanie meyer knew them and named a couple characters after them maybe um the two fail to catch the collins and alert the others back at the house bella tells jacob the the names that she has settled for the baby edward jacob shortened to ej if it is a boy and renesame derived from renee and esme if it's a girl this is the this is really great proof that she's a young mom. Right. These are the only names she knows. Right. You she's know, definitely like senior deciding a name. Mm-hmm. Renesme is perfect. Renesme yeah. is such a bad name. And it's it's so good for it's so good. It's like good writing that she picks such a bad name. <laughs> Shortly after telling them the names, the baby's placenta detaches and Bella goes through an incredibly painful labor with her spine and several bones being broken by the baby's struggle. That that part was equally, if not more disturbing than the drinking of the blood. I was oh, like... that is the scariest part of this movie. When she, like, shatters her knees and her back. Ugh. Yes. Yeah. Aaron was glancing down at his phone for a second, and I said, babe, look up, look up, look up, and I made him watch it because I'm evil. <laughs> you are evil. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Rosalie tries to get the baby out, but loses control when she tries to open Bella's womb. Edward proceeds with the surgery and acknowledges that the baby is a girl, calling her Renesme. Bella's heart stops beating after the birth, and Edward injects his venom into her system and fights to save her. The venom the venom <laughs> begins to take effect, but Edward doesn't notice it. Jacob, broken by loss, cries in the backyard. This really glides over it. Like, Bella is literally presumed dead for, like, the longest time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Like, so her... It looks like she dies. Then Jacob starts performing, like, CPR. Edward's holding the baby. He doesn't know where to put the baby. He doesn't know what to do. So there's, like, a good, like, 30 seconds there where it looks like she's dead and there's no venom in her yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they genuinely think that she's dead. Genuinely thinks that she's dead. Anyways, Jacob, broken by the loss, cries in the backyard while Paul eavesdrops on them. The pack, feeling driven to the edge by Jacob's betrayal, decides to make the move on the Cullens after being informed of Bella's death and confirming the baby's threat. Meanwhile, Jacob goes back inside to kill the baby, who is now in Rosalie's care. But the moment he looks into her eyes, the the real most disturbing part of the movie happens. He imprints on her, and all of his previous attachments become severed. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if there's a real-world equivalent of imprinting. Um, it's literally like... Like an animal thing. Like if a dog looks at a human and loves the human, the dog will follow the human around. Oh. Anyways. It's like, it's an animal thing. It's a wolf. It's a a wolf thing. It's Um, disgusting. Yeah, that's another unfortunate thing about making this, like her using actual, real, an actual real indigenous tribe. Absolutely. Is like, reducing it to this like fictionalized depiction of like animal behavior yeah not cool stephen myers yeah it really was not cool not and also not cool not cool for her to write this plot line right like first of all this baby was literally like not even like a thing two months ago because the pregnancy goes so fast so the fact that two months ago this 
human being didn't even exist yet, and now Jacob's like, I'm gonna marry her one day? Bad. 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 Yeah. The, like, there's, like, so many bad layers to this. Right. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. <sighs> this is a perfect movie, except... <laughs> Except, Except for all of the bad things about it. The pack right. arrives, and a fight erupts between the Cullens and the pack. Leah, Seth, Emmett, Esme, and Carlisle arrive just in time to neutralize their approach. When Sam readies to strike again, Jacob leaps in between and tells them that he has imprinted on Renesme, which has made her untouchable to the other wolves. Because of this, the wolves are forced to make a permanent peace with the Cullens. It's like a wolf law. Yeah, which I guess is cool or whatever, but like, still, come on. It's also like, I feel like bad writing even on the part of Stephanie Meyer to make like such a convenient way for them to make peace with each other, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. Not only is it like very upsetting for her to write that plot line, it's also just like just like bad in terms mm-hmm. of no, like, I, I kind of disagree. Making. I kind of think it's good plot making, but a bad plot. Like I think that there needed to be a way for Jacob to get over Bella first of all. So I think Jacob needed to imprint at some point during. I mean, he didn't need to imprint. He could have just gotten over it and been a man, whatever. But like, it makes sense that he imprinted at some point during the series because he needed some way to get over Bella because he was still in love with her and he was, she was with Edward and that wasn't changing or whatever. So I can see that part of it. And there needed to be a way for the vampires and the werewolves to make peace. So like, I like in terms of plot making, I'm not mad about it if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just bad, 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 bad. Like it. It's, like, inexcusably, unjustifiably bad. Yeah. It's not good. Um, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. In the following days, Bella's transformation days continues. Yeah, it takes her, like, three days for her eyes to open. Didn't realize that it was that long. I, there's also so many uh, Christ metaphors. There is... There is, but is, also... Is the... Bella supposed to be Christ? <laughs> the three days to rise again? Like, what? No, like, Stephanie Myers is, is like... Is, yeah, is known for writing, like, so much religious stuff into Twilight. My my issue is it's not with Twilight, like, the books or the story necessarily. It's that they refuse to put time cards in the movies. Just say that time has passed. Mm-hmm. Every movie does it. And it makes so much sense for every movie that does it. They refuse to do it in these movies. Yeah. And yeah. so I get so confused. It's really like that John Mulaney bit where he's like, and I came back a year later and he was wearing glasses to show that time had passed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like all you get is like someone's wearing a different outfit and you're just supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Can I say yes. New Moon actually does great time cards when it's the... There's a possibility song. And, like, it's going in circles. And you look out the window and the seasons are changing. And it will pop up and say November, December, January. Yeah. That yes. me, that's, like, my favorite scene of New Moon. Like, that, I love the song they chose for it. I love... That's why New Moon is the superior Twilight movie. Loka. Loka. <laughs> I said it. And I'm sticking, I'm sticking by it. Like, to me, that's just a great way to show that Bella has been depressed for months. What? I didn't know there was a post credit scene. Um, There is. Oh, there is. We didn't watch it. Oh, Loka. (laughs) The movie ends with everyone standing warily as Bella opens her eyes, which are now blood red as a newborn vampire, leading into the second part of the film. In the post credit scene, the Voltori are informed of Bella and Edward's wedding and Bella's transformation into a vampire. The new secretary, Bianca, is killed by Dimitri and Felix for spelling Carlisle's name without an S. Jeez. First, it's the spelling, then the grammar, Arrow claims. Marcus states that he, Arrow, and Caius have no further business with the Cullens. However, Arrow disagrees, saying that they still have something he wants. Probably the baby. 
Um, you know, he doesn't know about the baby actually. Air. He wants Edward, Edward and, Alice and Alice for their power. Oh. And that is Breaking Dawn Part Uno. Gorgeous. Let's analyze this. What bit? I okay. Where do we even begin? I mean, if we want to talk pacing and plot development, like compared to the last movie to this movie, like how we talked about almost nothing happened in Eclipse, mm-hmm. everything happened in Breaking Dawn. Yeah, that's okay. So that's why I kept saying I don't know what happens in Eclipse. Because, like, I kept being like, okay, I know they're going to get married and I know they're going to have a baby. And all of that was kind of, like, alluded to, like, Bella getting, Bella and Edward getting married. And then them, Mm -hmm. uh, her turning into a vampire. Mm -hmm. Like, was alluded to at the end of New Moon, was it? Yeah, end of New Moon. I was like, so what happens in Eclipse? Because I know that happens in Breaking Dawn Part 1. So what what even happens in Eclipse? Honestly, if Eclipse never happened and they started if they started Breaking Dawn Part 1 with them killing Victoria and then graduating high school in like a quick little 10-minute montage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like or Eclipse could... genuinely did not need to happen for any part of the plot. It literally could have started with that a conversation of them being like, that was crazy that time we killed Victoria and the Volturi was there. And then we graduated high school the next day. Anyways, our wedding day is tomorrow. Anyways, <laughs> I love you. Happy rehearsal dinner. <laughs> 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 yeah, like actually... But Eclipse, but you were saying that you still really liked Eclipse, which I liked Eclipse a lot too, don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but, like, it's it's so unnecessary for any part of the plot. Right, and I liked Eclipse because, from, from like, a cinematography standpoint and, like, a production Mm -hmm. standpoint, like... Up to the up until then, it was the best looking Twilight mm-hmm. film. Um, because I feel like you might really end up liking the last one in that regard. I feel yeah. like the last one looks cool. It does. I have qualms with the last one, but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. I have um, beef. <laughs> I. Uh, I just have a feeling that the last one is going to be, like, action, action, action. Like, from, like, Bella training to be, like, a vampire that is a vegetarian. <laughs> um, to, like, the Volturi trying to come in, uh, grab Edward and Alice and, like, use them for their powers. Um, why do they want Edward? Is it, like, because he's quick? It's, no, it's because he can read minds. Oh, read minds. I was like... <laughs> Oh, he, he's quick. He is Ooh. really quick, though. That is a thing. Uh, but yeah, Alice can like see see like the future or whatever. Right. Um, I I understood Alice. I forgot Edward could read minds. Like that's his shtick. Yeah, um, he just can't read Bella, which is why it's so easy to forget. Because, because he has Bella nothing. doesn't have thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I'd say that this is half of a really really good movie. And that's the second half. Like, the first half, in my mind, is just too slow. Yeah, I feel like they could have combined... Yeah, I think you're right. They could have combined Eclipse and this half of Breaking Dawn into, like, a good movie. Yeah, and then, like, maybe combined... Maybe just made one Breaking Dawn movie. If they made, like, an Eclipse... If they made Eclipse a two-parter... And it's like get Eclipse and then Eclipse Part Two, like Breaking Dawn or something like that. I don't know. If they made Eclipse a short film, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, I agree. If like you could, you could do some editing with between Eclipse and Breaking Dawn Part One and Breaking Dawn Part Two, and like make two really solid movies out of those three movies. Yeah, what I I think they really only needed three Twilight movies. Mm-hmm. Wow. Honestly, we need to talk more about this after next week. Yeah. Because I want you to have seen Breaking Dawn Part 2 before... Before... I, I, you just need to see it. Okay. Because yeah. 
it is the finale. It's a, you know, I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that you might, it might not be what you expect it to be. Right. Yeah. And yeah, so the second half of this movie is, I, I, I think way better than the first half. Um, just because it's so interesting and like, I feel like they could have drawn that out. Like, I think they could have gotten a solid like 90 minute movie out of the second half of the movie and like added time cards, for example, um, Mm -hmm. maybe like played up Jacob's betrayal of his tribe a little more. Um, but it was, I mean, it's, it's a good movie. It's just like, I feel like uh, things happen too quick once they start to happen. Mm. And that's probably my biggest problem with the movie. For me, I just feel like things are happening the whole time. Mm-hmm. That, like, I think that, yeah, the bulk, the, like, meat of the movie is Bella being pregnant and the turmoil that that causes. Mm-hmm. But I still think that the beginning of the movie with, like, the wedding and the honeymoon and all that is, like... I don't know, still, like, still fun and still, like, a great part Mm -hmm. of the movie and still, like, an important part of the movie because, I don't know, like, that's, like, a, I don't know, like, they started the movie or the series as, like, 17-year-olds in high school and so to have a movie that starts off with their wedding is just, like, I don't know, to me, super exciting, so. Yeah. I, I don't mind the pacing of this movie, to be honest. I think that this is maybe the best paced Twilight movie. To me, I'm always entertained by something. Like, there's never, like, a lull in it for me. But those are just my thoughts. Thought from a thought. Yep. Um, yeah. I think that the stuff when they're, like, on the island is all just kind of Twilight Zone e. just because it's, like, the vibes are so weird. Yeah, no, the, the island is weird vibes. I'll y'all just got married. Um, also, like, like I don't know. It's, it's like, do y'all even like each other? <laughs> do y'all even want to hang out? Like, what is happening? <laughs> no, um, they were having so much fun. They were going jumping off of. Bella uh, did not look like she enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, she did. She had that smile on her face. Okay. And. Okay. They went wandering through the wilderness, and they were making breakfast, and they were, uh, I don't know, oh, playing chess. They had so many fun activities. Yeah. Okay. Honeymoon, playing chess for two and a half weeks. That's pretty much what they did. And then he kept laughing at her when she would wear lingerie. I was like, I would would get a divorce for that reason alone. I, oh my god, like, imagine okay. you're on your literal honeymoon and your literal husband laughs at you for wearing lingerie. Like, I would scream. <laughs> That's so funny. In, in his defense, it is not in Bella's personality at all to be like, you know. Yeah, but, but like. But you're right, you're right. It's not fair of him to do and, that. I was, that was so out of pocket. No, I you're was like, you're correct about that. You're so you're so right, but I feel like it's so far out of character for Bella. Yeah. That honestly, if I was in Edward's shoes, I'd probably laugh at you, and if I was Bella, I'd laugh at myself. Right. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you should like Edward should be like supportive. I, I feel like you know what. Whatever. Deals off, bud. <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to be a vampire with you anymore. No, thank you. You know what I just realized? What's up? There's no really bad guys in this movie. I mean... Oh my gosh. You could say that, like, the main cast is the bad guys, or Bella herself is a bad guy, or... Or the... The, the, the wolves. Right, that's what I was gonna say. But, like... Anyone who wants... Who's trying to take away Bella's... Basically, it's like, this is kind of a pro-choice movie if you think about it. Everyone there is trying to get Bella to make a decision about what she should do with her pregnancy, and she wants the opposite decision, and she has to really fight for it. Yeah. Uh, So anyone who was against her own 
autonomy as a woman in that moment is kind of the villain. That's tease. But no, you're right. There's not one clear or even a couple clear villains. It's it's kind of the villain I guess because literally Edward for that scene in, on the island. <laughs> <laughs> Edward's the villain for laughing at Bella in her lingerie. <laughs> that is that is a villainous move. And I stand by that. Jacob's the villain for imprinting on the baby. Wait. Oh, yeah. Before we get further into this. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Kudu Badu, the podcast within a podcast where cool dudes talk bad dudes. I'm your host, Erica Lavender, and I'm joined, of course, by Maya and Aaron. This week, we are looking at the villains from Breaking Dawn Part 1, and we've already looked at them just a little bit because we got ahead of ourselves in the conversation, mm-hmm. but... Loka, anything to say? It... I think it's Jacob and Edward. Edward mostly for laughing at Bella when she's trying to be sexy. Um, <laughs> she's trying her damnedest. <laughs> and and that that was just so rude of him. And then, and then also for yelling at her. She's already like a frail pregnant lady and he's like, We're supposed to be partners! <laughs> oh, I was asleep for that. <laughs> and then and then Jacob for imprinting on an infant. Sure. Yep. On basically a fetus, because it's only two months along. Yeah, but in vampire time, that's a full In term. vampire years? <laughs> in vampire years? It seems like all bets are off, because Edward, we have to remember, is 109 when he meets 17-year-old Bella. So, okay, here's... I, you, you, know how, you know how we were talking about not understanding, like, how vampire... How having sex with a vampire, you you weren't sure how that would, like, kill you. And I was like, it didn't phase me because I read comics. Um, And I was like, oh, Spider-Man killed Mary Jane in the same way. Right. Um, The the pregnancy also didn't phase me for a very similar thing because um, I've been watching WandaVision on Disney Plus because it's the newest MCU thing, and it's so good. I can't highly recommend it enough. Um, But anyways... In the show, uh, Wanda is literally full term within one day. Oh. So, like, I was like, I, I thought nothing of it. Yeah. Like, I literally thought nothing of it. I was just like, oh, this is like a comic thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, the, the short pregnancy did not phase me whatsoever. I also thought more about uh, fatal vampire sex. Uh, <laughs> is, isn't all of their bodily fluid replaced with venom when they turn into vampires? I have no idea. I think that's what I have heard. Um, just so much vampire venom coming at you. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I know they can't cry. Like, they have no tears, so they can't even cry venom. Like, they oh. can't. So I, I know that. Ariana Grande. No tears, no tears left, left to cry. To cry. That because she's a vampire. Wow. That must be really tough for her. It must be. <laughs> she's really brave like Carlisle in that way. How Carlisle will step into the hospital full of humans and still do what he has to do. She steps into that arena full of her fans, and she's like, I would love to drink all of your bloods, but I mustn't. But I won't. Um, Brave. Yeah, no, I could ask questions about the uh, reproductive nature of vampires all day long, but I'll just keep them to myself. All my thoughts to myself. <laughs> so <laughs> we're... Submit them on, like, Yahoo answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them to the Wisecast email. Can you get pregante? <laughs> um... So are we agreeing that both Jacob and Edward are the bad guys of this film? I'm I'm really having a hard time picking a villain. I kind of want everyone to be the villain, except for Bella, because she's the woman who's supposed to be Bella is the victim. Um, 
Um, I th- I, I think know. it's safe to say that uh, Edward and Jacob were among the villains. Yeah, yar. But what I will also say is it's such a undefined villain that I wouldn't put I would put this one in last place. Undefined. Honestly, the villain is um the patriarchy. Oh, pop off. And that is, in fact, the tea. <laughs> patriarchy in general is what I'm putting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shite. I forgot to label these. This was New Moon, and this was Eclipse. You know, y'all hit on Eclipse all you want, but it definitely had the best villains so far. Well, that's true. The best defined villains. The best, the most well-defined villains. Um, Where are we on our Team Edward versus Team Jacob tracker? I know, I know you don't like the binary of this, Maya, but... Yeah, if... I it's had... hard to be e- team either of them this movie for me. Yeah. If I had to pick, it would be Team Edward. Yeah. I'm um, in the same boat. I'm kind of in the same boat as well. I mean, the thing is, is like, okay, so at this point, Edward and Bella are like a month or two months into their marriage. And it's basically two months of Edward being a bad husband. But by the time the pregnancy is coming to an end, he's, like, apologizing, and he's trying to redeem himself and whatever. So, like, yeah, he's not really doing anything good for anyone for their entire marriage until the very end of the movie. But at least he ends on more of a positive note. Jacob ends the movie on imprinting on a baby. Yeah, on literally the worst note possible. Right, so if we're doing Team Jacob versus Team Edward in terms of who's best for Bella, obviously Edward, because at this point Jacob is in love with Bella's daughter. Um, If we're doing it in terms of who's the better person, I mean, still Edward, I guess, but, you know, whatevsies. But both are on thin ice. They're both on thin ice. Honestly, I'm team Renesame this movie. <laughs> I that's fair. I support that. Newest character in Twilight. The newest character. Let's let's give her the spotlight. She needs it. She's just a little baby. Oh my god, you're you're gonna want to take that back next movie when you yeah. see what she looks like. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, is she gonna look like a little demon baby? No. No, she's just, just a weird CGI the, baby. How fast the pregnancy moved. Oh, she grows up? Oh, gosh. Um, that Their face said it all. Um, we're not really going to do an ab segment because there wasn't really abs in this movie, but I kind of want to say it just in case. Were, were they, they born, born in labs? Now it's time to rank those abs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast within the podcast, aka the ab segment. I'm your host, Aaron, alongside Maya and Erica. Um, like I just said before, there wasn't really that many abs in this movie. However, the movie does begin in the rain. Jacob looks up the invitation, rips off his shirt, and runs into the mm-hmm. forest. So I guess, like, it starts off with abs, but from there on out, it's not that many. There might be some abs in the honeymoon scene. I thought we got full R-Pad's ass in this movie, but we do not. Honestly, honestly, we got full Bella flat stomach. And Uh so... Maybe Bella Bella went to the abs. Taste do abs in this movie. Yeah. Taste do abs. Thank goodness. And they were I don't think we're born in a lab. I think I think they were real. I think. All right, congrats, Kristen. Way to go, Kristen Stewart, making your making yourself um, a another. She's breaking the glass ceiling for this podcast within a podcast. She really is. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever had a female on this podcast within a podcast. On this podcast within a podcast. So, congrats, Kristen Stewart. You deserved it. You worked hard for those, probably. And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, her. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's a great tweet. <laughs> Dude, have you seen that tweet, Maya? No. Every single Friday. Every tweeted. single Friday. You, you know how on SNL the host always goes, like, yeah. ladies and I, gentlemen. Yeah. I'm referencing when Adele was introducing her on SNL. She goes, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. And, and people- I'm we'll make that video is just like cuts to like literally anything yeah. random i'm referencing <laughs> daniel craig and the weekend were on snl and daniel craig was introducing the weekend <laughs> someone took that clip and tweets it every friday every oh friday my god yeah it's perfect it's just that clip they tweet it every week and Aaron retweets it every <laughs> <Right>. week <laughs> ladies and gentlemen the weekend and just how he says it like, so much relief is in his face. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, let's let's get to the Darmok review. Um, I wrote this before I found out the Volturi were in a post credit scene, so bear with me, ladies and germs. Edward and Bella in Brazil. Not is Brazil, because like my typo says, but in Brazil. Jacob imprints on an if- infant. Where are the Volturi, Loka? <laughs> they're in the post credits they're in the post credits um, which I... the post credit scene is crazy just to go ahead and say that really quick when Arrow um, like gets mad because the intern or whatever didn't put an S in Carlisle he looks up into the camera and looks directly into the lens and he said oh a letter from Carlisle which his name has an S in it by the way and, like, it looks like he's talking to the viewers at home, and it's so weird. Anyway, I just had to say that. I think we should score this. Let's. Maya, do you want to start with the scores? Um, sure. I really like this. I had fun. I fell asleep. I had a good nap. Uh, it's scary. It's funny. Vibes are good. I'll give it a seven. Okay. I gave Twilight a 7.5. I give this a 7.4. Okay. I, in my heart of hearts, want this to be below Eclipse, but I know whatever score I give, it's not like it's not going to be true to make it below Eclipse. Mm. However, I'm going to give it a 6. So... Divide by three. 6.8. That makes wow. it tied with New Moon. I feel like that is acceptable with me. Um, and it is all about me. It is. It's your day. <laughs> all about you, girl. On your 16th birthday. Eight. All right. The new rankings are... Number one, tied for first place, New Moon, 6.8, and Breaking Dawn Part 1, 6.8. Then, number two, Twilight, 6.7, and number three, Eclipse, 6.5. Are we happy with these rankings? I'm happy with these rankings. I feel good. Cool, 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 cool. This has been Weiss Camera Action, and I have been your host, Aaron Weiss. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Weiss is Right. Follow Weisscast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. The TikTok rocks. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry. <laughs> wasn't... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Maya, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at M-Y-L-N-L-V-N-D-R and on TikTok at Newborn Grandma. Hey, well, no, I feel like I have to be consistent. Her TikTok rocks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you can find me, Erica, at... Well, you can find me on Instagram at erica.lav or on Twitter at underscore lavender ICA. Excellent. And we her will be TikTok back. rocks too. Her TikTok is amazing. Thank you. So good. Thank you. Ladies um, and gentlemen, do not spend any time looking for me on TikTok. It won't be there. We will be back next week with Breaking Dawn Part 2. Until then. Stay uh, loca. Uh, I was gonna say a line from this movie, but oh. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is there a memorable line um, in this movie? Um, 
I didn't think that you would be this stupid. <laughs> yeah, until then, don't be this stupid. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.